learning and living by the promises of God is about more than just getting that warm and fuzzy feeling. Peter tells us that living by God's promises is crucial if we're going to escape the corruption of the world and become the new men and women Christ has called us to be. On today's show, we talk about different kinds of promises in the Bible. We also share how discovering promises has changed us in the past and some of the promises we're trusting God for today. Hi guys, it's Abigail here and I've got Andrew and Lakeith on the line with me. We're all three together again. Hi guys. Hey, hey Abigail. What's up, Abby? How's it going? Good. Yeah, we have had so much fun. Um, the three of us kind of talking over some big sort of topics that we come across as believers um, that we just want to keep doing it. So uh, we picked a new topic for today and we are excited to get going. Um, the topic is the promises of God. So this is a juicy yeah. one, guys. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I saw here that Keith has some good verses for us to get started. So I'm just going to throw it over to you, man, and get us rolling. All right. Sounds good. I am here in Second Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 3 and 4. It says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable us to share his divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by human desires. So uh, some start off questions from those verses is, what do we mean by promises of God? And then secondly, how, do, how does these promises work? So Abby, I'll toss it right back to you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I feel like those verses totally covered it. Mm -hmm. um, so what more can I possibly say? But I'll come up with something. Um, well, but essentially, yeah, like that verse um, just there at the end really nails it as far as that it is his divine nature that um, we're kind of learning about when we look at all the promises that God gives us in the Bible. Um, and there are kind of two main types of promises. We have sort of conditional promises, you know, if you do this, then I will, you know, be with you. I will, you know, take care of you. I will multiply you. Um, we see a lot of that in the Old Testament. Um, and then we have unconditional promises, um, which when we were talking before, I was totally blanking on. And so Keith actually helped me out in a big way. He And I think you put it so well um, of just that it is what God's plan is for us. The gospel is probably his biggest unconditional promise for us that he would come, that he would send a son to save us all and that that son would come back again. Um, and those that promise, you know, there's nothing we can do to change it. Um, there's nothing we can do to mess it up. Um, and we can really stand on that as you know, just our identity. So I think for me, um, just the promises of God can be summed up as these are the things, the identity, um, who God is and his purpose for this world, um, that we can stand on and that we can take to him, um, ask him to teach us more about, help us to be a part of his promises. Just that kind of idea there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, I was thinking on that. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking on that, Abby. That uh, when we think about promises of God, like you mentioned, there are some that are unconditional. So God is going to do this regardless of of what we do. But it it, it 
it um, it's a good idea for us to know what God is up to so that we can actually build our lives around that. Even if we don't have any say in it, uh, we can orient our lives around it. And, and then there are these conditional promises. And so I think of, of God's call to Abraham as an example of that, where he told him to leave his homeland, leave his family, and go to a place that he would show him and that he would make of him a great nation there. And so it was a very specific promise to, hmm. to Abraham. Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to take this, this step of faith. Um, but that isn't necessarily what he's telling me to do. And so I think just understanding that there are different, different types of promises, but they're all important. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, I, and we'll probably get into this as we move forward, but, um, sometimes a specific promise, you know, say to Abraham and we are in, you know, our little bedroom somewhere reading it and we're like, oh man, God's giving me this for myself, (laughs) for my own life. You know, he wants me to head out to, you know, Timbuktu. (laughs) Um, and then that kind of becomes our own specific promise, but it is about that relationship with the Lord and, um, just being in his word and who, you know, he is, Mm -hmm. it's really all wrapped up in the person of God there. Um, so, so Andrew, can you kind of sort of unpack just that idea of why it is important for us to, to, to know God's promises and have those in our lives? Yeah, I really like the verses that Keith started us off with out of Second Peter, because there's a lot of words that Peter uses. He packs a lot into those two verses, Second Peter 1 verses 3 and 4. But some highlights for me is that God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And he goes on to say that he's given us great and precious promises. And it's these promises that enable us to share in his divine nature and also to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And so scripture, especially the New Testament, talks quite a bit about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. And you see, you see a connection to that in these verses from Peter that these promises that God has given us, these great and precious promises, are, are what is going to help us escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. So our old self, we want to escape from that, but also share in his divine nature, which is the new self that God wants us to, to begin living out of our new identity in Christ. And the promises of God are right in the middle of enabling us to do that. He says he's given us everything we need to live a godly life. And so when I think about the promises of God, they're built on the person of God and the purpose of God. So the promises of God are always in step with who God is and what he's doing now and what he's going to do in the future. So the promises are super important because they're a huge part of helping us understand who God is and where the world is going, where he's taking us um, as the human race. And also because there's a strong connection between God giving a promise and me putting my trust in what God has gone on record and said. And so that's that's another thing that um, that communicates to me why promises are important, because they're, they're important for how we even go about trusting God. That we, we don't trust God in a vacuum. God goes on the record. He makes a promise. And then we choose to put our trust in that promise. And we were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording this this episode about uh, currency. And if you think about how money works in our society, I think there's a parallel to promises. And so 
you and I have money in our wallet and we might go down to the store and we purchase something of value and then we, we go to the checkout and we hand someone a piece of paper and this person is willing to take this piece of paper, which of itself doesn't have any value. It's just a piece of paper. And they're willing to accept that and give us something of value. And that's because uh, money or currency is, in a sense, it's a promise. It's a promissory note. And the money has value based on what's what's behind that money. And so we have confidence in in money because we're part of a society. And for those of us in the United States, we, we have a, a stable government. We have a strong economy. And so our confidence is that the government is going to back that piece of paper, that the government has said, that piece of paper is worth $1. And I've got confidence in that. And the merchant has confidence in that, not because of the, the piece of paper itself, but because of the power that is backing that piece of paper. And in a real sense, I think promises are that way with God, that they're not just words on a piece of paper in the Bible, but they're promises and we can put our confidence, we can really build our lives around them because we know the power behind those promises is real and it's going to come through. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Oh man. That's, um, you, yeah, we had started talking about that a little before this podcast and I had not understood the whole currency analogy, but Andrew totally nailed it. Thank you, Andrew, for just making that so clear. And just even as you were talking, um, I was thinking about really, you know, God is just, he desires for us to know him better. And that is what he is all about is a relationship with us and for us to get to know his character more and more. And so he is inviting us to be a part of that and to put our trust in that currency. But, you know, as we start out, we're like, you know, I've never, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I haven't tested God yet um, that he is true and, and that what he says will come about. And, and he is inviting us to join in with him on that and to put our trust in him mm. and to see that, yes, he will always come through. So that is such a good picture. I love that, Andrew. Um, so just guys, can you maybe share a little, um, maybe on a more personal note of how the promises of God have sort of impacted your walk with the Lord? Like how has maybe a specific promise? I think I got one that goes back a couple years. So, uh, a little insight with some of the things I've struggled with before. It, It may sound cheesy, but I was the type of person who had to sleep with uh, either a light on or my laptop playing or something playing because I wouldn't say I was uh, afraid of the dark, but I had just, I guess, watched so many movies and let so many things enter into my uh, my life that I was always paranoid or worried about something. So the first ever fast that I went on, I uh, I, I told God that I wouldn't... Uh, I would just go to sleep in the dark and silence and nothing planned, no screens. And, uh, sounds simple, sounds small, but it was, it was a turning point in my walk. And the promise that I remember that him, he showed me during that time was, uh, first John four, four. And it says that greater is he that is in me than he who was in the, in the world. And I think I had attributed so much power to the, to the enemy and to, you know, his minions or whatever that. I was very uh, paranoid, but once I realized that I had the greater one inside of me, the stronger man in Jesus, and that, uh, yeah, he was the one that was going to protect me regardless of what was going on. And 
Yeah, so the first two nights were very scary. I had some creepy dreams, but I just kept kept replaying that promises. You know, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And um, after that two weeks, I had peace. I had a lot of peace. And man, I still go back to that promise today. And uh, just in case you were wondering, I don't sleep with uh, <laughs> screens or laptops or cartoons anymore because mm-hmm. I because uh, of that promise out of First John. Oh, that's really cool. That's a great story. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, uh, yeah, for me in um, in the years just prior to coming to faith and trusting in God, I was uh, a young adult, and I I think one of the things that I've always wanted was to live a life that counts like you know life is so short and i don't know that's always been a value for me is that i i wanted life to have meaning and so initially the the best way that i could figure that out is to be successful to make a lot of money to have a career that really challenged me and allowed me to make a, a positive contribution to the world um and i was chasing that for for all it was worth when i came to faith that desire didn't change, but I began to to see that if if I pursue God and I try to live for Him, that's going to be the best opportunity for me to to live this fulfilling life and to make to make a difference. But it was going to require letting go hmm. of control. That that it was no longer going to be the plans that I was coming up with, but but really letting go of those plans so that I could grab hold of what it was that God was showing me. And so one of the first memory verses that I remember learning was out of Proverbs chapter three, verses five through seven. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Hmm. Do not be wise in your own estimation for the Lord, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And it, it might sound really basic, but for me, that was a huge shift from from trusting in my own plans and, and in my own goals, letting go of those, and then choosing to acknowledge God in, in all my ways, and to trust that He would make my paths straight. Hmm. Um, but over the past 25 years, I've, I've really seen Him come through on, on those promises that if I trust Him, if I choose to live for Him, that he'll bring meaning and uh, purpose to my life. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, in thinking about this, there have been a lot over the years, um, but probably one of my favorites um, promises that the Lord gave me um, was right when my husband Brett and I um, were getting pretty serious in our relationship before we were married. Um, and I, um, I know this is going to sound really shocking to you guys, but I'm a very strong <laughs> person. And I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. And so, um, I, I had just this very, you know, I had plans and God had given me these, you know, things to do for his kingdom. And I was really worried that, um, this is so embarrassing to admit, but here I go that, um, that, you know, marrying this guy with his own ideas of what, you know, we should do mm. for the Lord was going to really derail <laughs> me. This is all very selfish sounding in my early 20s. Um, and so I remember just going to the Lord about it. And um, and he actually gave me Jeremiah thirty two thirty nine, which is, I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me always for their own good and for the good of their children after them. And so that was a promise that I took to the Lord 
just continually over and over again and, and have for the last 11 years. Um, just any time um, we were, you know, trying to figure something out um, and we didn't know God's will in something or, um, you know, we disagreed on something in our marriage that I could always take that promise to the Lord and say, oh, you said <laughs> that you would give us one heart in one way. Um, and pretty much every time it was me having to give something up. <laughs> And not going my way, which was really the the great thing about God's promises that brings us in line with him. Um, And I would always come in with my own way and then I would come out with God's way. Um, And so it has been really important to both Brett and I, I think. Um, And it's kind of one of those those life promises that um, whenever we kind of feel a little derailed or off track, that we can always bring that back up to the Lord and say, oh, but you said that you would give us one heart in one way. Um, and it does also say that we would fear you always. <laughs> so that is, um, it's kind of an all encompassing thing that has been really important in in my life. Um, but yeah, even as we've shared, like, I think Keith's is a really great example of sort of a, um, a season of his life. And it kind of helped him through learning some, a new thing about God's character. And, um, maybe Andrew and I are a little bit more like life encompassing promises, but, um, let's maybe just, uh, lay out for people just what it looks like to, to incorporate God's promises into say our quiet times or just that relationship with God of just and in, in prayer kind of way. Yeah. When that I think about like how a person can, can begin to live their life based on the promises of God. For one, it's it's a it's a good reminder for me that that's the way. I mean, some people haven't ever approached life this way that they're really going through life, even if they believe in God, they're really going through life trying to make it work on on their own. They don't really understand what God has promised about Himself or about His purposes or about how they can really live with Him, and. And that's a tough way to live. Like I've, I've lived about half of my life with that approach. And then I've, I've lived the other half now having a, a sense of what God is doing. It's, it's something that grows. It's not something that, uh, you know, a hundred percent from, from the start, but you begin to, to hear what God is promising. You begin to reorient your life around that. Mm-hmm. And I can just say that there's no, there's no comparison. It's definitely worth putting your trust in what God has promised and building your life around that. But in order for that to happen, you have to know what has God said? What, hmm. what has God communicated? Um, what, what has he promised? You can't really have confidence and trust in a promise that, that you've never heard or that you're not familiar with. And so I think it's one more reason why if, if folks listen to the last podcast, we really need to build a pattern of spending time with God in the scriptures mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. God's gone out of his way to to go on record and to make these promises so that we can know who he is and what he's up to and then build our lives around that. But if we don't take the time to listen, I sometimes think of if you received a, a letter in the mail and it was postmarked from heaven, you have to use your imagination on this, <laughs> but you, you knew for certain that this came from heaven. It was a letter to you from God. Would you open that letter? Would you want to see just out of curiosity? What is it that God wants to say to you? Um, and I, I like that picture because so many of us, we've got this letter, which is 
the scriptures. It's the, it's the Bible. <clears throat> and as long as it stays on our bookshelf and it, it never gets opened, it's as if we received that letter from God, but we never bothered opening it up and just seeing what is it that God thinks is so important that he, he went out of his way to send me this, this letter. The Bible's that way. And so I think the first step that people can do is just start spending time in the scripture. And as you see God begin to make promises, you know, use a highlighter or underline it with a, a pen or a pencil and, and begin to take note of what is it that God is, is promising about himself and about his purposes. <clears throat> Oh man, Abby, I gotta, I gotta try to follow that up. <laughs> Andrew has some good points. He, <laughs> he probably stole two or three of my answers, but the great thing is you guys are living this. So, um, I know both of you personally, and you're living based on these promises. So it's really just a question of, mm-hmm. you know, how have you gone about building your lives uh, around the promises of God? What's helped you? Yeah. So, before our podcast, kind of like Abby was saying earlier, I was doing a little digging on promises and what it meant. So uh, I went, I just seen a couple of definitions that I'll read here. And uh, there were two that really stood out. The first one was, it's a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. And uh, man, Abby and Andrew really nailed that one earlier. Hmm. And then another one was to give good grounds for expecting. Hmm. So uh, I think that one's, yeah, that one's like simple, straight to the mm, point. Good. But I think that's the probably the the big thing is that you know it's it's almost hope that something will happen, and trust, like we said earlier. And uh, if I can speak from experience in my own life and my family's life, I think the biggest reason people break their promises sometimes is simply because they don't remember them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, you said you were going to do this, and you promised. Like, right. what happened? And it's like, oh man, it completely slipped my mind. You know, like. And, you, and sometimes that's the case. You didn't mean any harm, you know. So I think that's extra motivation for me to really, you know, when God gives us these promises to hold on to them, you know. And Psalms, it talks about hiding the word in your heart that I might not sin against you, you know. Like the goal is to have it in there so that when it, you know, when you have that moment of doubt or you need clarity, you can rely on that promise. Uh, so I really think, you know, when you come across these promises, just know that you want to keep them with you, you know, so that you don't forget them. So, uh uh, real quickly, this is one also that kind of helped me. And uh, like Abby was getting vulnerable and saying that she had a selfish promise earlier. I kind of had one too. It's uh, after Jesus turned away the rich young ruler and, you know, he wasn't willing to give up uh, what it took to follow Jesus or he just will- wasn't willing to follow Jesus. And this made Peter a little nervous. And, you know, he, he uh, started talking to Jesus and he says, behold, we have left homes and followed you. Uh and he was worried that it wasn't going to be worth it. But Jesus reassured him and he said, uh, truly, I say to you, there is no one. I love that word right there. No one who has left homes or wives or brothers or parents for the children. I mean, for the sake of the kingdom who were not received many times as much in this age to come. Uh, yeah. So that, hey, it's worth it. You know, God had to show me that it was worth it. You know, like denying yourself, taking up your cross for Jesus is totally worth it. So. I think uh, having that in mind when you come across a promise will really help you, really help it stick. (laughs) That is good. Uh, There's so many good ones, you guys, out there listening. There's so many good promises. (laughs) And it's hard to pick, right? Was it hard for you guys? It was super hard for me to pick. (laughs) 
I think one thing I want to add um, is the element, we kind of talked about things, you know, we kind of gave you guys an insight into our um, our train of thought maybe when we were talking to God about a certain promise and then God's response to us with the promise. Um, but I wanted to cover something that has definitely been the case in my life, and I think it probably is everyone, um, is just sometimes the Lord will give us something and we don't know what it means. Or we think we know what it means, and we're like, oh, yes, God, I know what that means. And then it will turn out totally differently. Um, and so I I was thinking back kind of over the promises in my life. Um, one of them I actually wrote about in my book. Um, so I just yeah, what's, what's the name? Myself, like champ. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's so the name of your book? you can read about it if you want <laughs> in my book. Oh, yeah, it's called The Day Between. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a great book. Miracles. Yeah, it is a great book. If people so you can find it on Amazon, <laughs> but I, I really wasn't meaning to plug my book. But I do talk about this promise in my book, which is um, is Isaiah forty nine. Uh, I think it's twenty three, and it, it's I was at this point in my life, I was very worried about my pregnancy. Um, and I was pregnant with twins and I did not know if they were going to make it. And God gave me this promise and it says, you know, Kings will be your children's guardians and princesses will nurse your children. Um, and it says, you know, I am the Lord and those who wait patiently for me are not put to shame. And all I knew was that that made my heart feel calm. And so I was like, those seem like <laughs> nice, positive things. I'm going to claim that. <laughs> and I, I genuinely did not know what that would mean for my life. Um, and I then would bring that verse up to the Lord like quite a bit in those next few months. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm waiting patiently on you. And you said that you would not, you know, put me to shame and hoping in, in you. Um, and God did, like, spoiler alert, he did come through. But it was really wow. in ways I did not expect. But the that verse is kind of an example of sometimes we get something from the Lord. We know it's important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we don't really know what it means. And it's kind of our job to sort of hold it out in like a, on the palm of our Dang. hand up to the Lord and just bring it to him. Right. Kind of like Keith was saying, like, so we don't forget it. So we, you know, we don't write that, you know, we, we write it down and we don't forget. And we take that to the Lord and we say, you know, you're going to reveal this to me. And that's kind of a part of that process too, of just um, bringing these promises back to the Lord. And it, it probably will not turn <laughs> out the way we think really with all of these promises. <laughs> Um, but it will reveal more of who God is. And, and that's always a really, you know, what I, what I love about that, Abby, thing, is so. it really takes yeah. me back to the verse we started with in second Peter one that, and that's really why this is such an exciting thing that the promises of God, they're not some abstract idea. They're what God has given us so that we can live a godly life. It's very dynamic. So as oh. you're going through a, a pregnancy that's filled with challenges and a lot of twists and turns and and tragedy and triumph um, as you're going through that as you're living your life you know God is is speaking promises to you and giving you the chance to, to trust him and then you're getting the chance to see that play out in, in real time <laughs> it's just a totally different way of of going through life where we're going through life with God and we're still experiencing all the things that life throws at us, but we're experiencing them with God. It's not just something that we're we're being tossed around and, and thrown here or there. Um, 
God is an anchor that's that's carrying us through those times, even when we don't understand those promises, like you said. Yeah, well, it's the it's really the lens <laughs> yeah. that we want to look at life through. We want to look at the our life around us and how we're. Um, you know, interacting with that life, but through God's lens. And we, we want to do that through how he sees the world and, and what he has, has promised us will, mm-hmm, will come right. to pass, which is that he's coming back. <laughs> so that's, I, yeah, I, I really, um, as we've just talked about today and we've covered quite a bit of <laughs> things and we really could just go on all day really about the promises of God, um, friends, um, out there just know <laughs> that we have a lot more to say on this topic and we would love to keep going, but we're, we're really running out of time. So we just, um, want to invite you as our listeners mm-hmm. to please just get in touch with us. Let us know maybe a promise in your own life that has just impacted um, your relationship with the Lord and who you are, uh, we would really love to hear it. Um, just connect with us on Instagram, Into the Harvest, intotheharvest.org is our website. Uh, hey, don't forget to give us all the, the stars on this podcast too. Um, Absolutely. We really, we really love stars and we really love reviews. Um, so... But we especially love to hear from you. Um, We know that you probably have some great promises that we would love to be reminded of. So please be in touch. So thanks, guys. This was a great chat. It was fun, Abby. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can help us reach more people by going to iTunes, subscribing, and leaving a review. And if you like what we're doing here, tell a friend about us. In an age of social media, word of mouth is still the most powerful way to spread the message.